Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, I am Dan Dan. I can guarantee you tonight I will not go fifth overall to the Dolphins. Or will I? Very, very confusing times. Of course, I want to remind you to join us, the Funky Buddha Seltzer Water virtual draft room at our website starts at 7 at 30 just go to wqam.com and while you're there you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear right here on 560 the joe in just a few minutes an absolute treat the joe rose show going to be joined by super bowl champion phil sims i'm telling you this right now phil sims does not hold back in that interview some things you just have to hear to believe then later on, we'll check in with the Dan Lebitard show. Here's a little bit of that flavor. Let me uh, explain to Dan how this works. Once you're the Dolphins and you committed to give up the third and fifth pick in tonight's draft, you're all in. You will go as far as you need to go to get the Bengals to say yes. You'll eventually put the offer in front of them that they want. They can't say na- uh, no offer. It might not be three and five, but the Dolphins will not stop until they get a yes. That's how the Godfather offer works, Dan. Make you an offer you can't refuse. We'll see how it all plays out. Then finally, later in the show, checking in with Hawk and Crowder. They have some draft day movies for you. But right now, I have some draft day headlines. The Dolphins with the 5th, 18th, and 26th picks in tonight's draft supposedly attempted to no avail several times to trade up to Cincinnati's number one pick. Festivities start at 8. Commissioner Gary Bettman says the NHL is looking at a scenario that could have the season resume in four different cities hosting three games a day. No further details were given. Alex Rodriguez allegedly approached Miami businessman Jorge Mas about buying the Mets, but Mas declined. Rodriguez continues efforts to purchase the team. Myers Leonard says during quarantine, he's answered over 5,000 texts and continues rehabbing his ankle. In an attempt to meet with Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, Tom Brady accidentally walked into Leftwich's neighbor's house without knocking. Earlier this week, Brady was kicked out of a close-to-the-public area park while working out. David Beckham is auctioning off an Inter-Miami experience, which will include a chance to practice with the soccer great and watch a match with him. Proceeds will go to the All-In Challenge, benefiting coronavirus relief efforts. And now... Let's take a step into the day spa. Deep breaths, everybody. <sighs> Idaho police spent an hour chasing down a runaway steer through city streets until capturing it behind a Walmart. Good to see the coronavirus lockdown has not really affected Idaho. A flock of sheep and whales recently ransacked the parking lot of an abandoned McDonald's. They are said to have done about $200 worth of improvements. A nursery school teacher recently had virtual story time ruined when two horses in the background started getting it on. Story time's over. Now time for sex ed. Over the past two years while building their house, a man in Great Britain has been nagged by his lady for a lack of a jacuzzi and having jacuzzi time. So he turned his dump truck into a hot tub. 
She think my track the sexy. Now the weather. Tonight's forecast calls for rain with temperatures around 80. Here we go. I promised you this is going to be good, and I am delivering Joe Rose Show this morning, joined by Phil Sims. Need I say more? Oh, yes, I do. Phil Sims, unabashed, unadulterated. He just lays it all out there about Tua, 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 Tua. Also, he assesses tonight and the quarterbacks available, the confusing Dolphins, and the futures of Cam, Jameis, and the Rosen one. My very good friend, and he knows Joe a little bit also, Phil Sims is going to join us here right now for a couple minutes. Good morning, Phil. How are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. I just want to know one thing from both of you. Do you, during the night, do you have dreams and just go, Tua, Tua, Tua? Yes. I, I, yes. I, I don't. I but do. he, no, Zach does, but I, I don't have it. But uh, we do these polls, and 60 to 70% of the people, Phil, are, are still on that, that Tua it used to be tank for Tua. Now we call it hip for Tua because they want him. They still want him. Somebody always asked the question, Would you? I've been asked this all week, if you were making the call, would you take him? And I said, look, if it's any other player in a draft or whatever, and he had these injuries concerns, everybody in the NFL would say move down. But since he's a quarterback and he's such truly – a national figure. Uh, I don't know if that gets into the to the mind of people drafting and all that. The name. Uh, I wonder sometimes. Sometimes I think teams do actually succumb and take somebody with the name over the better player. Maybe in my opinion, I would not do it just because it's not only the injuries that I saw with him. It's just the other times because I watched Alabama every week, except maybe when they played, you know, a Division three team. <clears throat> I didn't watch those games. I saw him just get in so many situations where he got sacked, hit, and I went, wow, that was awkward. Is he okay? And, then, of course, most of the time he came out of there okay. So that worries me. And, you know, his height, uh, he's not the athlete that Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson or any of them are where he can escape trouble very easily. Get him and go, wow, he's fast. He'll really get out of trouble when he needs to. So, yes, he's an accurate thrower, great motion, all that. Throwing to nothing but pro wide receivers, by the way, and pro defensive, (laughs) I mean, offensive tackles. You know, all that is really good, really good. But uh, there's too much at stake. To worry about injuries, that's a re- that's just my some of my reasoning why I wouldn't do it. Uh, another guy on the poll that people just don't seem to like that much is a quarterback at Oregon, Herbert, who we watched have a yep. couple games that were just okay, and then he ran against Utah. We found out he's a great athlete, but he didn't make a lot of great throws. What do you think of him watching him and his tapes? Well, you know, look, let's see. You know, let's let's go. I always say do it this way first. What do you look for first in a quarterback? I go, well, I want to know the physical traits. You know, don't tell me that he's a winner. And, uh, you know, he's just got that winning attitude. Oh, my God, please. You know, <laughs> put my big old rear end down at Alabama or Ohio State. I'll even win a game or two for you. You know, because they're, they're so much better. But Justin Herbert, things you can count on. Great size. Big arm. He's athletic. He's right. He, I think he... He's going to be a much better runner in the pro game, actually, than I thought he was in college. And, and, and the other thing is, in his offense, in college, come on, let's don't, let's don't look at that and go, wow, that's what we're going to see in the NFL. It was not an offense designed for the quarterback to shine. Uh, I thought he made an, a tremendous amount of really good throws, can drive the ball down the field, and he's only going to get better. And he's going to be taught differently. Oregon's not training their quarterbacks right now with Mario Cristobal, to be pro quarterbacks. You know, it's not set up for them to do everything and read and do all this stuff. It's 
I'm not going to say it's simple, but it, it doesn't really show the talent. And I, and I think Justin Herbert's upside is real. The size, the speed, the arm, all that stuff. He hasn't been hurt. That That's enough for me. But that's just me. Oh, the MVP of the Senior Bowl, voted most valuable by the players during the, the week. He kills it at the Combine. And all I hear every interview, he, he's like the most hated man in America right now. <laughs> everybody on TV. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. on TV. Oh, no, you know, you just, I don't care. Tua has seven broken legs. I would take him. You know, I'm just going, oh, come on. Well, it's, it, you know what it reminds me of? couple years ago it's the josh allen argument i mean not that they're the same player but it's all he his completion percentage in college well of all those quarterbacks taken who went to the the playoffs um did uh, baker mayfield did sam darnold oh that's right josh allen did yeah he ran for 100 yards two straight weeks yeah he can't play that's my (laughs) argument there too you know the other thing with that field we kept hearing about his lack of leadership he doesn't have that leadership and stuff and I, I, people ask, well, does I go, well, all quarterbacks have different personalities. I think the leadership sure. comes with just being good. I, I don't, how do you look at that? I, you know, that was a big thing we hear. Oh, he doesn't show leadership. And I'm like, yeah, that's all you hear. And then I heard that was the difference. He was not that way at the senior bowl, whatever. Look, I, I truly, and I mean this, I was an introvert uh, coming out of college. Of course, as you can hear that I'm not anymore, <laughs> but you know, when you go on the field, it's a different thing. And uh, there's something about, man, even back in my high school and college days, when I put the helmet on, I was a jerk. You know, I let everybody know how I felt, and that's just the way it was and and all that. So uh, I'm not saying he's going to be that type of guy, but he's defended himself. He just goes, I... I just saw him a few minutes ago on TV going, I get tired of hearing that. You know, I'm a funny guy. I like to talk. (laughs) My teammates tell me to shut up and things like that. So I know he's not lying when he says it. Is he just clear cut, got to have him, all those things? No, I see enough uh, on the other side where, look, if the Miami Dolphins decide to do something else, if they take Tua, willing to take the risk, that's fine. I would understand that. And, of course, I understand it if they pass Justin Herbert or if they take him. So, hey, man. You guys, I don't know if you're part of it, but the Dolphins have done a great job of just confusing everybody. And it's been it's been kind of fun to listen to and watch. So they got oh now they're going to trade up. Who are they going to get? What are they going to do? And they're not going to take a quarterback. Oh, it's everybody's going wild this morning because the Dolphins are just throwing so many curveballs that you can't keep right. up with it. Yeah, you couldn't hit them right now. If it was a full count, you have no idea what you're going to get for the next pitch. Uh, oh yeah, hey, listen, no, Joe, Joe. I was a baseball player all the way through college. I knew what was coming. These these pitchers were stupid. <laughs> I said, here it's, it's three and two. They don't have the whatever you want to call them to throw that curveball. Here it comes, and I'm going hit this thing out of the park. <laughs> Phil, let's, it's let's early. The I got a lot of energy right now. It'll die Boy. soon. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's get, while it's there, while it's there, we got to hit uh, on it, Phil. That's it. Phil, what about Jordan Love? Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, if the Dolphins do Oh, decide, my gosh, Jordan Love, the greatest. He is the greatest prospect right. in the history of pro football. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Oh, my God. And this, this is true. I've heard it so much. And he's another one on TV. Oh, you can't say anything bad about Jordan Love. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, just the potential is untrue. My son, who I really respect, and he really, I think, has a great eye, evaluates players very well. He called, Dad, you know, you Jordan Love, I think you misevaluated him. And I said, well, okay, holy Christ, I see it. So let me go back and look. And I looked again. He goes, that night he called me. What do you think? I wasn't wrong. I'm not wrong. And I literally did it three times. And I said to him, listen, I'm not wrong. How can you take him in the first round when the football is going everywhere? He makes some unbelievable throws. Yes, he really does. He's got great size, long arms, big hands, all those things. 
and he does. He makes some unbelievable throws, but he makes way too many easy, natural, easy throws at any level, and he misses them. And it's not because, you know, the receivers stink or there's no protection, none of that stuff. In fact, I actually thought he got pretty good protection overall when they play teams of their quality, maybe not against LSU and people like that. It's it's unpolished. And, you know, you don't take somebody in the first round where you got to do a lot of work with them, I don't think, at the quarterback position. There is great potential. I do. But, again, I do not see Jordan Love going in the first round. Phil, is there any uh, other guys that, that could sneak up that you think got a shot? To, to be darn good football players in the NFL, a quarterback? Well, to be good, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's always the other stuff, too. Their personality, like you talked about, oh, is he this? And, you know, and we find out all this stuff. See, I don't really know all that and what's really true. So I can only go by what I see on film. I'm not saying it's clean. Jacob Eason at Washington has a, a, a big-time NFL arm. He's tall, 6'6", six, six, moves around enough, you know, for a guy his size that wouldn't worry me about his mobility. I mean, he can stand tall, make the throws. He's a home run hitter. He's in love with his arm, and there's no doubt about it. He, if he gets out, has a chance. He's going to rip one somewhere. That's what he wants to do. And he didn't play the position as, I think, as cleanly or as easy as he should. Hey, physically, his potential, his w- potential, what he has, he'll he'll go somewhere in the second round. I mean, I would think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are sitting there going, "Man, let's get him, let's corral him, and let's get him in line because there's some issues with him from what I hear and all that stuff." And that would be a pretty safe thing because at least you know you got the size, all the stuff, the arm, some of the talent that gives you a chance to really be a starting quarterback in the NFL. How do you feel about? But you know, everybody's from- talking about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, there's the other you know one. It, yeah. He's going to be the first pick of the draft. It's he, He's coming. That's Jalen Hurts moving up the boards. He's moving. He's moving. All right. And then, you know, I've actually seen and heard many of the draft experts saying somewhere late in the first, somebody's going to trade up and get Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I love Alabama. I watch Oklahoma every week. You know, that's what I do on Saturday. That's why I love being in the studio, guys. I watch college football all day, because I got my job done. I stay up Friday night late, get everything, because I could just sit and watch college football. And I saw a lot of Jalen Hurts. Doesn't anticipate throws. His arm is best NFL, just being kind, average. You know, he really hasn't played the position the way that you're going to play in the NFL. Yes, he's going to move around. That's going to be a big thing. He's not Lamar Jackson. Here's what gets me. I love Lamar Jackson coming out. I didn't like him. I loved him. By the time the draft came, I was backing off because nobody, oh, no, he'll never play quarterback, he won't be good, this and that. And I just went, man, I'm watching college tape. It's just one good throw, many good throws. The running was just, we think he ran fast in in the NFL last year. In college, he was unbelievable. He has to be the best running, fastest quarterback ever in the history of college football. But it's really interesting. One really dark horse when I looked at quarterbacks, the kid from Colorado, a little interesting, Montez, good size. But there's a guy out at Oregon State, which I found interesting, Chase, oh, shoot, I always say it, Jake Luton, uh, big kid. Uh, had good success, threw a lot of t- 28 touchdowns, three interceptions, played in the pro offense. And, you know, he caught, I, I looked at all of them. Hell, I looked at kids from Northern Arizona. I can't think of his name now. I watched the quarter said, nope. San Diego, everybody said, well, you call, look at this kid from San Diego. I think he, nope. And, you know, just <laughs> it just yeah. goes on and on. But I do try to look at all of them. And people call me and want me to give them a little scouting report on some of these lower-level guys. And uh, most of the time it's not always. Most of the time, you just go, they, they're not going to make it in the NFL. How about uh, James Morgan from FIU? Did you t- have a chance to look at him here in South Florida? Oh, well, yeah, for the last two years. 
I, I've watched yeah. him, and I like him too. I, I really had high hopes for him. You know, I know they didn't have a great year and all that, uh, but again, it is definitely, without question, an NFL arm. He kind of played the same way as Jacob Eason did. You know, when in doubt, just, you know, swing for the fence. Again, I, I think these are things you can correct, which a lot of guys learn when they go in the NFL, that you can, you know, play a different way. It's, you know, pick, 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 and then shoot it down the field. That's kind of the way the NFL is now. There's a lot of shorter throws inside a 10-yard line, uh, the 10-yard line. But once you, you're looking for the plays, can you drive the ball, you know, in the seams, the back shoulders down the sideline, those kind of things. James Morgan can do that. So he's a he's another interesting person, whatever. I know he played a little nicked up this past year. I saw him a few times on TV and games, and, you know, it was not good, but they were not good. And, you know, he just kind of went with the flow and bothered me a little bit. But still, I think he's a guy that people hold as a guy that could go. And I don't know if he'll go in a second or third round. I would I would think he'll be a third-day pick. But uh, they'll have somebody at least has an NFL arm and has a chance to somewhere, if nothing else, uh, get good enough to be a backup. Phil, so if you were on the board as the GM for the Dolphins at five, you would skip Tua, you would take Herbert instead of him? If the quarterback was the position of choice, because obviously we're hearing rumors about offensive linemen too, but if the quarterback of choice was there at five, you would go with Herbert over Tua? Yes, I, I would. I would. And, and, you know, and then two, the other thing is, you know, the, um, you know, taking an offensive lineman there, is it, you know, I think you can maybe, well, I, they could do that. You know, I've heard that. What was the rumor? I think yesterday I heard on TV they want to move up to three to take an offensive lineman. Well, well, who would that offensive lineman be? I, I, it had to be Je- Jedrick Wills from Alabama, I guess, or Becton from Louisville. I, the, the, those are the two that jump out. Or maybe, no, they could go and take the kid from, um, shoot, where am I blanking out? The kid from Georgia, Thomas, Andrew yeah, Thomas, Thomas right? Yeah, right? Yeah, he's pretty safe. You know, he played a couple years of left tackle, one year at right tackle. Uh, I liked him a lot. They're, they're probably my three. They definitely are my three top offensive linemen when I watched them all. And it changed. You know, I liked Worf, just to give you a quick one, I love this Worf kid, Worfs, from Iowa. And I watched him, I said, okay, I like this. He had a great combat, all that stuff, who cares, whatever, it's all great. And then I'm watching Penn State, watching uh, Gross Matos play defensive end. He's on the other side. I said, let me watch the right tackle from Iowa. And I go, whoa, this is not good. And it made me go and look at a couple, you know, more games against yeah. good pass rushers. And he really struggled. Right away, that, that just changed my mind. I said, wow. Even though he can run fast, his feet didn't match his speed when he ran straight forward. And he had trouble with a, a lot of the, you know, maybe to be pros or whatever in the Big Ten and scared me. So I, I think he's one that will fall in the draft a little bit. And I look at it. I've looked at it a little bit and I go, well, Tampa Bay at 14, they need a tackle and he might be the guy they go ahead and take and try to work around it. Phil, um, I want to ask you about uh, uh, another quarterback, Josh Rosen. One year in Arizona, one year here, we got to play a couple of games and then last 11 games, never yep. got back in. What do you do with Josh Rosen? You draft a guy, he's third-string quarterback, yeah. Yeah, well, he might be the backup for a while until the third, you know, since it's a, such a crazy offseason and when's it start, that's really going to hurt all these rookie quarterbacks big time. Probably the only one that won't hurt as much will, will be Joe Burrow because I'm sure he's been working endlessly with the Cincinnati Bengals. If it's allowed or maybe not allowed, who cares, for the last three or four weeks. So he's probably – really up to date to what's going on there as much as you can be as a rookie. I don't know if that's allowed, but uh, it's kind of what I hear. But, yeah, Josh Rosen, man, I don't know what he did. You know, first-round quarterback in Arizona. Oh, they draft another one. He goes to Miami, thinks that one day he'll be their guy. Now they're probably going to draft another quarterback. Puts him in a tough position, Joe, and 
Zach, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his future holds. It, what's the big question is, what team, if they do decide to get rid of him, sees him as a guy that could come in and be our backup and not lose games. Like, if you think you're a decent team and have any chance for the playoffs, I say this all the time, you have to back up your team with insurance with your backup quarterback. And some teams just have whatever. And, you know, just like the Jets, you know, nothing against David Fells. He was down there in Miami. But, hey, look what happened to him last year. They just got – they were – completely had no chance to win games when Sam Darnold went down. And I, I actually said to somebody, hey, that happens again this year. If they miss, Sam Darnold misses three or four games, they lose them all, there'll be a new coaching staff in there the following year. And there's so many good quarterbacks out there right now. You can find a quality backup and, and don't worry about paying them a little more money. It just amazes me, teams that are good, try to save money with the backup quarterback. I mean, save the money with the backup, you know, offensive guard or something like that. But your backup quarterback's important. A lot of guys went down last year, and you better have somebody ready if you're a really good football team. Are you surprised that Cam Newton and Jameis Winston don't have jobs right now? Yes, I am, but I think everybody's waiting to see how the draft come goes. I just can't listen. I, I know Jameis Winston is going to go somewhere and be the backup. I, I can't imagine thinking about Jameis Winston and just everything, his personality and all that, that he's going to go somewhere and be a backup. Uh, and first off. The fan base, you know, it's Cam Newton, man. He, he is a star, and he's got all that flair and gives this and that, and they're going to want him. So whoever the quarterback is is better play well because we want Cam will be coming. Now, Jameis Winston, he needs to find a place where it's a good team that just what I talked about, and, you know, two jump to mind. The Steelers still think they're in the Super Bowl running uh, era. They still got the team. You better find a backup because we saw what they had last year. And I'm telling you, those guys, those quarterbacks, nothing against them. I hate to say it. I didn't like them coming out in the draft, and they showed it on the field. They're not going to win consistently with those backups. They did it all with their defense. The other one is, it wouldn't shock me, Jameis Winston, the other team could be the San Francisco 49ers. uh, They could go out. Because, man, they're in it. Hey, look. They're going to be – they got that team stacked, and they're going to get some great draft picks tonight. I'm really interested to see what they do with their two first-rounders if they move around and get the guys they want. You, end, you watch. If they end up with a receiver and a top DB, which they might like, then you just go, uh-oh. Some teams, it start, the draft falls for them. Everything falls in place. The best thing that happened to them, that they had some bad teams a few years, and they've kind of crushed it with a few draft picks. That would be a great spot for Jameis. Why? Because he is talented, and he's, he's a great play-action faker of the ball, and it's a simple offense for the quarterback. Here it is. Read this, fake it, throw to this guy, or go here. It's not like, wait, wait, like Bruce. It's a tough offense. Try to you know fire it down the field here. You know, your outlet sometimes with Bruce Arians is a 20-yard outcut by the wide receiver. It, it's a different <laughs> offense. It'll right. change with Tom Brady, but... It's tough, too. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions when you play for Bruce Arians. But like I said, that will change now a little bit with Tom with Tom Brady down there. Hey, uh, before we let you go, and Phil, I appreciate Phil Sims with us this morning, staying with us a few extra minutes. Um, so I didn't get to see Bill and Bill when it first came out. But now that I've been home for the last five weeks, I've had a chance to watch <laughs> every documentary out there. No idea about some of that stuff. And even from the start, it's just – Knowing both guys, not like you, but it's a little awkward for two guys that have won and had the success. Yeah. What'd you think? I I thought the same thing you did. You know, I watched it and I was like, man, I'm really feeling a little uneasy here watching this. (laughs) And no, I did. And I, I think they're both proud people and all that, of course. 
And they do have a lot of similar traits when it comes to running the football team. One does it with his way. Bill Parcells did it with his big personality and manipulating everybody psychological-wise or whatever you want to say. He was great at that. He knew how to work people better than anybody I've ever been around. But I think they did it, guys, just to kind of clear the air and let the world know that they're okay with each other. And, you know, the rumor was always out there, oh, they're having a little feud or whatever. But, you know, they don't want that hanging over their heads or anything like that. I think they're – I hate the word, but, you know, I think they think about their legacies, of course. And uh, both of them do, even though I don't know why they worry about it because it's it's cemented that they're tremendous and great football coaches. But they did it, and uh, you're right, it was awkward, but I watched it. I don't, I don't know if it changed my hey. opinion about a lot of things, no, but it was, don't it was worry. tough. Hey, Phil, the next time we have you on, we're just going to tell LT stories yes. because that dude is unbelievable. We got to run. Phil, I can't thank you enough for being with us, man. Thank you so okay. much for staying so long. I'll talk to you this weekend. Oh, don't worry. Uh, you should have had – hey, listen, I would have paid you money to stay on for a whole hour. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> but, you know, but you didn't offer that to me. Three things with that interview. Number one – if you're not ready for the NFL draft, whoo! Number two, if you don't see why Phil Simms was as successful as he has been in everything, you're crazy. And number three, I want to have a beer with Phil Simms. That pure gold. Need more firing up for the draft? Got Dan Lebitard next. Here's a little taste. Let me uh, explain to Dan how this works. Once you're the Dolphins and you committed to give up the third and fifth pick in tonight's draft, you're all in. You will go as far as you need to go to get the Bengals to say yes. You'll eventually put the offer in front of them that they want. The can't say nay, uh, no offer. It might not be three and five, but the Dolphins will not stop until they get a yes. That's how the Godfather offer works, Dan. Stick around for five more minutes. This is the best of the Joe show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Please follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And happy birthday to Def Leppard's Steve Clark, 60 years old today. Give a little ooh to that. And if you're wondering, no, Steve Clark is not the one-armed drummer of Def Leppard. He is the lead guitarist with the blonde hair. So, still exciting, nonetheless. The real excitement is the draft. No one knows what's going to happen within the next hour and a half, or two hours, or three hours, or night. It'll be a little more clear. We'll either be saying, yay, or... So many different scenarios to run through. But the Dan Lebitard show earlier today, they had a very interesting maybe offer to throw on the table the godfather offer they'll walk you through it right now you have the report of reports today dad as we inch closer to the to the 2020 nfl draft on draft day the draft is tonight dan there is a report from mike florio that the dolphins are trying to acquire the third pick in tonight's draft okay without giving up the fifth pick and then taking the third and fifth pick in tonight's NFL draft and making the godfather offer to the Cincinnati Bengals to try to move up to number one. It is a special day when you have godfather offer being mentioned on the actual day of the draft. 
What a day! All right, uh, please forgive my ignorance here and explain to me, because Mike got very excited when you simply mentioned the phrase Godfather Offer. No, please explain it to the audience that does not know why it is you're so excited about the Godfather Offer. Dan, a Godfather Offer and audience is an offer you cannot refuse. Who can refuse three and five? Do you guys really believe it's an offer you can't refuse? Because Peter King was saying you got to give up four first-round picks to get Joe Burrow from the Bengals. And the Bengals, according to Schefter, are, uh, the, according to Schefter, the Bengals are saying an unequivocal no to anyone who talks about trading up. It is an offer that people can refuse, according to Schefter. I would advise the Bengals that these two words have never come out of Joe Burrow's mouth, Cincinnati Bengals. And I would take the godfather offer. You have a chance if you're the Bengals to get a quarterback and get another player. You have a chance to get the third and fifth pick in tonight's draft, and all you have to do is give up a guy who refuses to say your name. <laughs> That's it. Oh, if I'm Chris Greer, I bring up the background from the restaurant in The Godfather when I zoom over to Mike Brown and the Bengals and make him an offer he can't refuse. This I, is. I, I believe you guys are misdefining Godfather offer in that I don't believe this is an offer the Bengals can't refuse. This I don't believe Who's going to say no to the three and five if you're number uh, one? I think you guys are misdefining the godfather offer they it, you need another pick in there to make it a godfather offer it can't just be three and five for burrow it has to be three and five and more it could be more what do you know about this offer dan it's an offer they can't refuse that's all we know we know that the bengals are going to accept the offer the part the hard part is getting number three because if they get yeah. number three they're very clearly getting number one because it's a godfather offer an offer they can't refuse let me uh, explain to dan how this works once you're the dolphins and you committed to give up the third and fifth pick in tonight's draft, you're all in. You will go as far as you need to go to get the Bengals to say yes. You'll eventually put the offer in front of them that they want. They can't say nay, uh, no offer. It might not be three and five, but the Dolphins will not stop until they get a yes. That's how the Godfather offer works, Dana. Well, Billy's got a different definition. I don't know why Roy has written on the group chat uh, GFO. I know what that means, but I don't know what it is that Roy's thinking. Uh, Billy, your thoughts are what on the Godfather offer that's not actually a Godfather offer because it can GFO, GFO Dan's a godfather offer, obviously. And godfather oh. offer, I thought, was just an offer that takes care of kids if you die. Yeah. Okay. A padrino. That's a padrino offer. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that is, do the, does the godfather actually have to take care of kids if uh, the parents die? Is that? People, if not, you know, what's the point? It's just a title, right? I, uh, I don't know that well, that's actually the responsibility of the godparent, uh, either legally or even ethically if the parents die. So when Flores calls up Zach Taylor and he says, listen, godfather offer, Here's the third pick, the fifth pick, and Zach, if anything happens to you, I'll take care of the kids. I mean, that's the way you have to deliver it, right? Oh, just in case you're wondering, yes, if something happens to the parents, the godfather, godparents do have to take over. So I'm hoping my best friend Bo Bujo back in Louisiana stays healthy for a very, very, very long time because emotionally, mentally, stably, I'm not not equipped to take care of four kids. Well, really just one because I'm the godfather to his first daughter, but nonetheless, we won't think about that. Now, the Godfather offer, that is very intriguing. And uh, a lot of times I'd say Levitar and those guys, they're just joking around. But today, whew, with this crazy draft, anything is possible. 
I know next it's possible to have Hawk and Crowder. Here's what they're going to be dishing out. And yes. which movie did you choose? I went for The Departed, so I finally chose a Dan Day original. Someone finally picked my suggestion when it comes to movies. That someone is Jay Fig. She will tell you what she thinks about the legendary movie The Departed, and we'll have some draft day movies for you next on The Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And no, you're not listening to Led Zeppelin, but you are listening to... Wait, is that Led Zeppelin? No, it's not Led Zeppelin. It is Baby Led Zepp. A band better known as Greta Van Fleet. Three brothers and one of their friends, one of the youngest, biggest, up-and-coming bands in the rock world. Twin brothers, actually, in the band. Not triplets, but two set of twins. Josh and Jake Kiska, 24 years old today. Sounding like Led Zepp. So you don't get new Led Zeppelin music because Robert Plant said that ain't going to happen. But maybe the reincarnation of Greta Van Fleet. So happy birthday to the twins, Josh and Jake Kiska. Happy birthday or draft day or whatever day you want to consider it to all football fans. The most exciting day outside of, I'm guessing, kickoff weekend, opening day of football in the whole season. Even more exciting than the Super Bowl because everybody's got a chance. This is the beginning of the great time of your franchise. The Dolphins, so many great picks tonight. Will they ruin it? A lot of people are negative on online. I'm saying they're going to do it right tonight. I don't know how they're going to do it right. I'm just saying they're going to do it right. So, Hawk and Crowder, they're going to get you ready by bringing on Jay Fig. Okay, no, Jay Fig isn't going to give you some great analysis, but she has her movie review. She actually picked my movie suggestion this time, and then we give her some draft day movies. It's Figgy. Cinema. Jay Fig knows it. Hey guys, I didn't know you guys were there. Come by surprise. Watch one that we assign her, and generally hate it, and it sends us all into a depression for at least a segment or two. I follow for no banana in my tail Yeah, I didn't like it. Like it has like real life situations and stuff, but I felt like the ending should have been in the middle. Chicks dig me. Because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. No, I was kind of irritated the entire time. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Rose, where we're going, we don't need Rose. Biggie Fresh. I really want to give it like a 9.5 out of 10. And it sends us all into a depression. Show me the money. He's looking at you, kid. I'll be back. We'll see you at the movies. It is draft night. But we're uh, we're not going to go so far away from our regular programming that we wouldn't bring in our own Jay Fig for some movies. And uh, as evidenced by the big intro there, Jay Fig on assignment is on the line 
Jen Figueroa. You could follow her on Instagram, JFig Radio, letter J F I G Radio. We assign her a movie to watch every night, and then she comes back with a review. Last night, uh, Jay Fig, and welcome to the show, Jay. How are you Thank doing you. today? Doing very ex- well. Excited for the draft tonight? I'm actually very excited. I'm wearing a Dolphins shirt right now. Yes, I saw on your Instagram post. She's rocking the Dolphins shirt. Now, are you going to be able to watch the draft and a movie tonight? Um, Of course. Don't okay. doubt me. All right. Would never doubt you. Where are you doing your little uh, radio hit with us today? Are you in your living room? I'm in the same area. Very terrified because they're doing home improvement outside. Who? Your mom and your dad? Yep. All right. What are they doing? They're planting some flowers or something? No. So they were knocking down some trees and stuff. And I was terrified because all you hear is that noise. And I told them to please stop. <laughs> I love said, the, please yesterday I love, yelled at your mom mom i love the whole notion of the you know big time radio and, and she's got to yell at her mom to stop doing the dishes for five minutes because i've got to <laughs> review a movie on the radio so yesterday was jack nicholson's 83rd birthday we all gave you jack nicholson movies i gave you one flew over the cuckoo's nest and crowder gave you witches of eastwick And Solana gave you, what was it, Bucket List? Yeah, Bucket List. And Dan Day gave you The Departed. And which movie did you choose? I went for The Departed. So I finally chose a Dan Day original. Now, The Departed. Crowder, would you agree? Great movie? Great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, great movie. That that movie to me, I love the soundtrack in that movie. I love the, uh, I mean, the end is bananas Uh, all right so okay so good so that to me is one of the craziest endings of any movie something that you i mean you just don't see it coming uh jay fig let's hear let's hear your official review of the departed so i gave it a nine out of ten i really wow i know i was very surprised but i guess the title very stuck out to me a lot so i had to choose that one i almost went for the witches of eastwick but the ending, obviously, like you said, we didn't see it coming. When I saw the scrubs, I was like, who is this person? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like the shrink as well. I kept seeing her and I kept thinking of The Conjuring because I love horror films and I kept seeing her getting possessed at any point. Oh, I don't even know she was. I don't think I'd ever seen her in anything else. Oh my God, yes. Those eyes can get possessed real quick. But the uh, Conjuring? I love all those films. They're terrible, but they're so much fun. I've never even heard of them. No, don't hear of them. Leave them. <laughs> Are they bad? They, they're they like bad, bad? They're just, they're like legit horror, horror films. Just that's like Slasher? People. They're oh, just fun to watch. Yeah, more of the psychological stuff. You know, like mm. the, yeah, the sneaky, creepy, everything's dark. You see the foot and all. Yeah, it's just, uh-huh. it's weird. Well, Departed, I'm glad that you liked it, Figgy, because Departed, that to me, like that, I would I would judge you. I've tried not to judge you on many of these movies. I judge you on Beverly Hills Cop, the, the fact that you only gave that a five and a half out of ten. I judge you on that. But the Departed, and so some of the people thought yesterday when we were talking about the Mount Rushmore of Jack Nicholson movies, that Jack Nicholson is over the top, that he's almost laughable in The Departed. I no thought way. he was awesome in it, right? Yeah, I thought it was like like you saw, he was a crazy man so crazy but he plays it so well like you just never know what he's thinking and then like the things he does behind leo's back like he yes. was at one point making them whisper like i don't know it was just crazy 
I love that movie. I'm glad that you liked it. All right, so uh, tonight we have to assign you new movies. If you want to see her entire review where she's rocking her Miami Dolphins gear, you can check it out on Instagram, Radio. letter J-F-I-G, radio. Uh, tonight, I'm going to assign you a football-themed movie since it is the NFL draft tonight. I'm going to assign you a movie from the 80s called Lucas. Have you ever heard of this? I have never heard of that. All right, L-U-C-A-S. It's with Charlie Sheen and Corey Haim, and it is a, uh, it's got a little backbone of football in it. So Lucas, I think, is a uh, an awesome movie from the 80s. So that is my suggestion, all right? Got it. All right, Crowder, what are you going to suggest for Figgy? It's draft day. Figgy, have you seen draft day? I don't think so. Actually. Oh, that's a good one. Well, Kevin. When Costner, I say good, I mean terrible. <laughs> terribly no! good. No, that terrible. Movie. That movie, good. Yeah, good and terrible. Zach Krantz <laughs> loves that movie. Why do you sound like you're quoting Conga or what? Whatever. <laughs> Amy, that movie, good, good gorilla. Bad gorilla, go away. <laughs> draft day, Kevin Costner. Check it out. Kevin Costner, draft day. It was a pretty big hit. Solana, what are you going to suggest for Jay Fig tonight? Draft day. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the best football movie. Of all time, Jay Fig. Are you ready? You always say the same thing. Let let me have it. The replacements. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Is that Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. I mean, he he should have won the Oscar for that film. Uh, you, I think you'll love it. It has music in it too. I, I think you'll. Love Crowder, it. don't you love the replacements? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the kicker that smokes a cigarette before he kicks. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do the all show right. in my underwear. I'm giving you. A uh, <laughs> Right now? <laughs> I'm giving you Lucas. Crowder is giving you, um, how did I forget already what you're giving her? Draft day. Draft day. Yeah, how did I forget that? Solana's giving <laughs> you the replacements. And Dan Day. Dan Day, what are you going to give Figgy tonight? First of all, 10 seconds to gloat. For so long, Figgy has ignored my picks. And then no. first thing first, all I'm hearing is, Dan Day, where have your movies been all my life after today? <laughs> That's true. That's true. She loved your movie. So, I told you it's nothing against you. I know. It's just your bad judgment. I understand. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to give you, Figgy, I'm going to give you probably the greatest football movie ever made. I know Hawks probably got my back on this one because it hits close to his original home. It's a movie called Brian's Song. Oh, I mean, you are going to cry your eyes out if you watch this movie. This is a guaranteed cry movie. Yes, this is the true story of Chicago Bears running back Brian Piccolo and the other Bears running back, Gail Sayers, and how they were best friends. Brian Piccolo uh, ended up getting cancer. This is a true story. And Brian's song is widely considered one of the most guaranteed to make you cry movies in in the history of the world well that's pretty sad on draft day yeah but, but it, it is a great football movie doesn't it have colt 45 billy d williams in it it does oh. billy d williams plays gail sayers and i think james Kahn plays brian piccolo yes yeah. it's a great cast it's, it's athletes in there i think buck kisses in it there's some other people in it are there because yeah, I, I know Billy D plays uh, Gail Sayers and James Conn plays Brian Piccolo. Yeah, no, during the football scenes, they let some guys get some cameos. It's a, uh, a true story. All right, so here are your suggestions, Figgy. 
You've got Brian's song that's from 1971, but it is a classic. Banger. You've got The Replacements with Keanu Reeves, which I would run for Z Hills. Uh, you have Draft Day with Kevin Costner, which makes a lot of sense today, obviously. And Lucas with Corey Haim and Charlie Sheen, a uh, football-themed movie from the 80s. Are you ready to accept your movie-watching challenge this evening, Jay Fig? I will never run away from a challenge, so yes. Wow. Well, I think there's only one thing we can say then. We'll, we'll see, see you, you at, at the, the movies. <laughs> Listen to the Hawk and Crowder show tomorrow between 3 and 6 to find out what movie Jay Fig picked. No confusion there. The best one was obviously Brian's song. Now the draft, very confusing. To make it even more confusing... Here's what Chris Greer recently said during a press conference. I would say when you're at that number five pick, uh, every year um, we'd always the, the joke is uh, around the scouting world is you know if you're picking twelve, there's always ten that you like, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, you know we're at five, but there's uh, we feel really good about probably eight or nine players there. We feel really good about. So uh, we'll get a good player, and we'll be very happy to add him. I think fans will be happy as well yeah sorting it all out our draft party virtual online wqam.com at the same time you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows i am dan day on twitter at dan day radio and this is the best of the joe show later slug baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.